Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I read Genesis 11, 1 through 11, which recounts the Tower of Babel story. And in it, God comes across to me as a jealous and insecure authoritarian. God here confuses the language of the people building the city and the tower because he is seemingly threatened by the power of the mortals. For me, the story points out something that so many fellow Christians are hesitant to embrace, that the Bible is a collection of stories not immune from the beautiful realness of humanity. While to my ears the story showcases a jealous God, To the original writer, it displays God's power, and thus asserts God's legitimacy in the culture in which it was being read. It also serves as an explanation, like so many creation or origin stories do, of explaining something like, why do people speak different languages? Regardless, so much of what I see Jesus doing in his life and teachings is a kind of is kind of setting the record straight, coming down into to humanity to be real, embodied understanding of who God and spirit is. And Pentecost is no exception. Pentecost is the undoing or the correction of the God we see in Babel. God in Babel scatters. God in Jerusalem on Pentecost gathers. What Pentecost shows us is that God and Spirit are in the gathering business. Pentecost is the birthday of the Christian church. Following the spectacle of the Spirit filling the room, the people of all different languages hearing one another, Peter gets up and delivers a message to the crowd. And when he is done speaking, someone in the crowd says, dude, We are in. What do we do now? And Peter says, change your life. Turn to God and be baptized. Each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The the promise is targeted to you and your children, but also to all who are far away, whomever, in fact, our Master God invites you see, gathering. He went on in this vein for a long time, urging them over and over, get out while you can, get out of this sick and stupid culture, which is how Eugene Peterson translates that verse in the message version. That day, about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized, and were signed up. 
They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe, all those wonders and signs done through the apostles. And all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pulled their resources so that each person's needs were met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home, every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added those who were saved. Do y'all see the message just waiting to be mined from this? It is in the spirit of gathering, rather than scattering people, that this whole Jesus thing is infectious, and it becomes incredibly disruptive to life as usual for the people enlivened by it. They were ready to sell all their possessions, to form a tight-knit community, primarily to resist and to get out of the sick and stupid culture in which they found themselves. And that is the second thing I want to emphasize on this Pentecost Sunday, that we need to be keenly aware of the ways empire wants to create unity. There are ways that systems of power attempt to gather people together and to form harmony and unity amongst groups of people, and almost always that perceived unity is achieved by the systemic removal of people or groups who are sold to us as the obstacle to our unity. Perhaps we can reread the Tower of Babel story as God's way of confusing the efforts of the empire to achieve a false unity. And if we can be playful enough to read it that way, then the Tower of Babel projects projects by the empire come into crystal clear focus for us, like border walls and concentration camps. The good news of the church is that we live in resistance to those false ways of unification. And we gather in in a new spirit of radical welcoming and a commitment to ridding ourselves of language and actions that scatters people from our community. We call out the false narrative that war will achieve harmony. We refuse to accept the lie that migrants, Muslims, and any other foreigner are a threat to who we are as a group. We resist the idea that people that fall outside the heteronormative forms of sexuality are the cause of any dysfunction within our communities. And in fact, we lean into the opposite of those things, recognizing that in radical hospitality and in the spirit of gathering, we will thrive, that we we will be like the first days of the church, adding thousands to our numbers. The church has been so intimately co-opted with the scattering strategies of this country that gathering people back is as hard as ever. We have to start here 
and we need to continue doing the work, constantly asking and inviting the Spirit into our gatherings, and to hone our ears to that single and unifying voice that shows up as the way to go, that shows us the way to go. If we do that well, we will know it. And it will be so stinking exciting that we won't be able to throw we we won't be able to help throwing all our energy and resources into making it happen. We live in the legacy of that Pentecost gathering, friends. How is the spirit of gathering moving you in you this morning? What are the ways we sense that spirit moving us, West Hill's friends, into denouncing efforts towards scattering and investing in the opportunities of gathering? How are you feeling moved? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.